First of all, I want you to know it's okay to take a break. So I'm going to cover three different sections during this podcast episode today. The first one of why you might need a break. The second one of what breaks look like. And then the third one of tips for creating a new dynamic once you come back together. So let's just dive in. Welcome to the Open Bedroom Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Kalo. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, conscious uncoupling, and creating the relationship that truly aligns for you. Today, I'm talking to you about taking breaks in open relationships. First of all, I want you to know it's okay to take a break. So I'm going to cover three different sections during this podcast episode today. The first one of why you might need a break. The second one of what breaks look like. And then the third one of tips for creating a new dynamic once you come back together. So let's just dive in. Why might you need a break in an open relationship? Well, the first one, you're feeling overwhelmed. I know for Scott and I, when we first started opening up our relationship, we would like dip a toe in and then we'd be like, okay, we're going to just take a pause. We'll dip our toe in again. And then we'd come back and take another pause. So what this looked like for us was getting on the dating apps, finding people to talk to, going out and having lunch or having dinner with people, getting to know them, deciding we were going to have a date, maybe trying on How does it feel like to date this person for a week or a month or a weekend? And then after that, once the relationship came to a close, we would always take a break. Now, now that we're more experienced, we don't need a break from going from relationship to relationship most of the time. But um, in the beginning, we certainly did. And what we would do is we would come back build our foundation back together, back solid, spend lots of time together. And then we would know when it was time to be off of our break, when we started wanting another person to come back in or, t- you know, reaching for our dating apps or starting to scroll through our dating. We're like, okay, break's over. Another reason why you might need a break is your dynamic just isn't working. So let's talk about this. When we first enter the lifestyle or we enter an open relationship, typically there's a set of guardrails or rules that you and your partner have decided to have. So for Scott and I, when we first started dating, it was, Hey, let's try dating a couple. And Scott has always said, Jen, I don't want to share you, but I'll do some parallel play. We can go do fun things with this couple. We can go out to dinner. And so that was our dynamic. Well, we realized after our first relationship, and they do listen to this podcast, so I'll be gentle and sweet about this. Don't worry, guys. I'm not going to say anything bad. But once we got through our first relationship of dating a couple, all four of us decided this isn't really anything that we want to do moving forward. They never, I don't think dated another couple and we didn't either. And we realized our, our relationship dynamic needed to change. So we took a break. We reevaluated what worked, what didn't work. And we realized I actually don't like getting attracted and connected and turned on by another man. When I know that under our dynamic, I won't be having sex with him. 
So it's a tease for me and it makes me feel frustrated. So I said to Scott, I want to create a new dynamic with you that completely removes the man from the equation. I love women. I'm happy to be with women. I don't want to also have to deal with a husband and I fall hard and fast for people. And so I didn't want to have to deal with that. So our new dynamic moving forward was we only dated women and we only dated them together. So moving forward, we've always just dated women. And it takes out that whole thing about me getting attached to the husband and me starting to care about the husband and me maybe being sexually attracted to the husband. There's no husbands for me to date. So it works great. Another reason why you might need a break is that rupture has occurred. So when you're in the open relationship slash lifestyle space, you start to hear the word rupture and repair. What that means is Something's happened to cause disagreement or a fight or um, feelings were hurt or things were misinterpreted. That's your rupture. Your rupture is you're in your bubble, you're in your balloon and everything feels magical and wonderful and delicious and pop the balloon pops. That's your rupture. Repair follows. Repair is that yummy space. If you can get to repair through your rupture where you fall even more in love with each other, where you're even more committed. For example, in my relationship with Scott, um, when I have gone through the rupture process with him, like I mentioned our very first experience, actually our first two experiences were dating couples, but the very, very first one, um, there was definitely rupture in my relationship with Scott. He was really uncomfortable. We were also seeing a polyamorous therapist and so we were working through these feelings of him going, I am like a wolf and I don't want to share you, you know, and me going like, but I'm polyamorous and I want the whole world. And so we would do things or I would do things that would cause a breakdown in our relationship and there would be rupture followed by sweet repair of us, lots and lots of communication, lots of conversations on his couch, you know, in his office, lots of driving into town and going, Hey, there's this thing coming up. Can we talk about it a little bit more? Um, lots of repatterning our nervous system. So sometimes when rupture occurs, we need to take a break. And I'll talk in a minute about what that might look like. Um, but just kind of put a pin in that. Okay. The last reason that I came up with today, there can be more than this, is you need to reconnect in between relationships. As I mentioned early in my um, polyamorous relationship with Scott, as we would go through a couple or go through a single woman that we were dating, I would need some space in between or when rupture happened, which has happened between him and I and another woman, several times now, actually, when rupture would happen and I would feel hurt or confused or jealous or whatever, not feeling happy about the way that it ended, I would need a couple weeks, even a month or whatever. Um, we'll talk about timing in a minute, but I would need some time to like feel comfortable and safe again in my relationship with Scott and feel that our foundation was reset and we were solid. Because look, let's face it, nobody wants to date you when you're not in a good relationship with your primary partner. If you and them are fighting all the time, if you have a terrible sex life, nobody wants that shit. What they want is a couple or a single person or a, a partner in a marriage, whoever's the one dating, 
They want them solid. They want them in love with their partner. They want them so full that it's so easy to be in relationship with them because they're already so happy at home. So in order to be happy at home and be in a, in a yummy sex life with your primary partner and to feel free and happy to date other people and for them to feel free and happy to date you, sometimes you just have to make sure that your foundation is still good and you spend a little time together without going out into the wild to look for other people. All right, let's talk about what breaks might look like. So there's been a rupture in their relationship, or you realize your dynamic isn't working, or you're feeling overwhelmed, or you just need to reconnect in between relationships. What might this look like? So typically when I'm working with my coaching clients, I recommend something between 30 and 60 days. It does not have to be as long as 30 days, and it could be longer than 90 days. It just depends. And I'll give you some examples of things that I've done and that my clients have done. So going back to a personal example, um, we had an experience where um, Scott and I were seeing a woman. I gave him permission to sleep with her alone. Um, he did, and I felt really bad about it. I felt awful. I was like, what have I done? I don't want this. I want to be present. I want to be a part of it. I should never have given him that approval. Now that's on me. That's not on him. I gave him my blessing. Um, and it felt shitty <laughs> and I hated it and I will never do that again. Well, that's not true. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, in that particular instance, I learned so much from it and I grew from it and it was a great experience in retrospect, but at that particular point, there was rupture. I took, I don't really remember, I think maybe three to four weeks with that one in between being ready for someone new. So we both just kind of took a step back and we paused. Um, we had another relationship with someone and it ended fine. Um, she ended up, we were in a closed triad with her. She ended up dating another couple. And when she started sleeping with them and opened up our triad, Scott and I looked at each other and we were like, okay, well, I guess this is over <laughs> because we went a closed triad at that point we did. And so we took a step back. Now we didn't take a step back for long because what she showed us was we loved being in a triad. We loved having another woman really intricately involved in our life. Uh, we knew we wanted someone, well, we hoped that we would find someone that was single, um, and that was happy living on their own. And so within about a week or two, we got back on the dating apps and we found our girlfriend, Steph, our first, our, our first girlfriend that we've had since, um, April, I say first, cause like, she's the first long-term one that we've had and she's been on the podcast. You can see her in pictures. Um, hopefully she'll come on and talk soon with me. Um, a little bit more, cause I'd love to introduce her more to you guys, especially as we start to get close to our year together, Mark, it's feeling like no one's going anywhere, you know? So I'd love to have her come around more. So in that particular instance, I took a week or two and so did Scott and we got back on the dating apps and we immediately found Steph who we love and we so are so happy she's in our life and we've done trips together and she's met the kids and as friend, you know, of the family and she's in our life. She's intricately involved in our life and we love that. 
90 days. Now you might want to take a little bit of a longer break. If there's been a big rupture or a big difference in your dynamic that you need to fix and figure out. So let me give you a client example. Um, I was working with a couple and the wife was upset because the husband was constantly pushing against the dynamic that they created and the guardrails that they've created. For example, um, he was, instead of just dating one or two people, he would like date five or six or sleep with five or six and get really excited about all these other people in his life and ignore her. Um, he would go out and then not come back for hours and hours and hours and curfew for them was 11 or 12 and it'd be three or four o'clock in the morning before he'd finally come home and then wouldn't talk to her in between. She didn't know if he was dead or in a car wreck or what. So that's where we have not only a dynamic that's no longer working because what they created, he can't stay within the container of. And so a new dynamic needs to be created, but also rupture, rupture of trust, rupture of, do I even want to be in an open relationship if my husband can't control himself and he's forgetting to text me back? So that's a great client example. And so what I did with them is I said, hey, let's blow up what's currently happening Let's dig deep to figure out, you know, why is he being avoidant? Why is he not coming home? Why does he have so many girlfriends? Why are you not number one? And then on your end, what can we do to meet him in the middle? Because you want to be open and he wants to be open, but the kind of open that you're in isn't working. So we actually came back to a more of a middle ground that was, why are you in an open relationship? And they said, well, when we first started, it was because we wanted to do this together. We wanted to share in our love for each other and with another person or another couple. And so they came back home to that concept and that idea and redid their dynamic and decided, hey, let's go back to that core idea, that core desire that we had to share in this together. And let's find partners that want to be with both of us, whether it's a single person, whether it's a couple and we swap, let's do that. So that's what they did. Okay. What are some other ways that breaks can look like? Um, breaks can look like not looking for new relationships. So maybe one ends and before the next one starts, you just stop looking for a while and you really lean into your primary partner could look like I did like getting off dating apps completely. Just, it's really easy to turn them off you guys, or to even turn off notifications. Cause mine were blowing up my phone all the time. You just go into the settings and you go into that app and you turn the notifications off so that you have to actually go look for notifications within the app without them telling you. So that's a great one, or just totally delete the app from your phone. If you even have a subscription, it's not going to do anything. Like all of that's still floating out into the cloud. Um, you're still going to get the right swipes and the comments. You're just not going to see it on your phone. If you wanted to completely do away with your app, you'd have to close the account down within the app, which is actually not hard. It's like one or two clicks in each one of these apps but then you lose all the history, all the information, all the connections. So it's just up to you. Um, pausing your outside relationships. So at the moment of this recording, Scott and I are actually in a relationship with someone and it's paused. So we had a rupture in our relationship over the weekend. And on Monday morning, 
we were contacted and told, I need two weeks off. I need a two week break of no contact to partner back up with my husband, to relay our foundation, to figure out how that, how we can not only spend time with our partners, but spend time with each other. I need to create more, you know, intentional time with my kids. And so it was a really beautiful ask that we are so happy to honor and it's okay. It's okay to take a pause and it's okay to need a pause. In fact, it's probably healthy. It's probably something we should all build into our open relationships is, Hey, once a year, let's take a week off. Let's everyone unplug from each other. I'll tell you what absence does really make the heart grow fonder because a day or two in I super, super have missed her contacting me. I've missed um, feeling desired and wanted by her. I've missed the dynamic that the three of us have. And it's only been a couple days and I hate it. <laughs> so no, absence does make the heart grow fonder. And if you're, maybe you're feeling not appreciated in your relationship, take a little break. Okay. The last uh, reason or way of what a, a break might look like is just to create some space to create a new dynamic. So like I did with my client that I was referring to as um, they have unplugged from the lifestyle. They're creating a new dynamic of how they want to move forward. They've created space to step back into something new and fresh. And that's wonderful, you know? Scott and I always say your primary relationship is the most important. There are people that work that will argue with me to the death on this, especially hardcore polyamorous. Everybody's equal. Everybody gets to be equal in our world and in our dynamic and in a lot of the partners and, and relationship um, dynamics that I coach in, there is a primary relationship you're raising kids, you're paying the mortgage together, you're making decisions together, usually they're married. And so for Scott and I, our relationship is number one importance and we'll do anything to make sure that it's important, including taking breaks, including um, asking our girlfriends for a night off so we can have space together. And when I'm talking to you in a minute about tips for creating a new dynamic and for creating a space that serves not only you and your primary, but also the people that you're dating, I think you're going to feel really good about these ideas. So hang tight on that. I do have notes because there was so much that I wanted to cover in this one. So that's what I'm referring to right now. Typically breaks are needed because the current dynamic is no longer working. So if we think about the reasons, feeling overwhelmed, or your dynamic isn't working for some reason, or there's a rupture, or there's, you need to reconnect. Usually those things occur because we're not being really intentional about our time and our energy and where our love is going. Um, we just had a relationship check-in with one of our girlfriends and it was really beautiful. We did it right after the holidays and we were like, how's it going? How's everybody feeling? And she said, you know what? I need more time with you guys. And I've realized that like, the, the the core people in my life that are important, I've realized who they are and you two are part of that core group. And I want to be super intentional this year in 2024 to make sure that I've got you on my calendar, to make sure that I'm spending time with you, to make sure that I'm dropping by the house, you know? So we're going to figure out how to make this happen in just a minute. 
It's okay to renegotiate and reconfigure a new dynamic. In fact, you should regularly. If you wake up and rinse, wash, repeat every day, you're going to get the exact same results, but you're still going to be changing. As a human, we're always changing, whether it's marketing or consumerism or um, the latest movie or a new podcast that we listen to. So it's important that we change all the time and our dynamic gets to change too. Okay, here's some really practical tips to creating a new dynamic that supports you so that you don't have to take a lot of breaks, okay? Number one, create a shared calendar. So this is something that we do with our girlfriend. In fact, they initiated it. I love it so much. And um, on this calendar, it's, it's, a, it's a way for all of us to be really intentional about our time that we spend. Schedule in time for you and your primary partner. So there's there's two things here. There's schedule time for you, schedule time for you and your primary partner, and schedule time for the dynamic that you're in with your primary partner for intentional intimacy. I'm going to link in the show notes um, a episode that I recorded with Charlie on intentional intimacy And I'm also going to refer to it in just a minute as I talk about a potential month-long calendar build, but it's certain specific things that you and your primary partner should be scheduling in every single month to make sure that you're filling your cup, you're filling their cup, and that you both feel really strong in your relationship. Um, You also want to schedule in time with your family, so your kids, or your parents, or whoever is involved in your life, your your core family, and family trips. So in my business world, because you guys know I have several companies that I own, in my business world, when I start looking at the next year, I get a brand new calendar. I'm looking at my calendar on the wall. I get off Amazon. I get the one that has the entire year, and there's a month for each year, and in each month, there's a day. So I can see little boxes. And I, I buy it before December 31st and I plan all of my travel for the year. I plan when my kids are out of school and I plan big things on that calendar. You want to do the same thing with your primary partner, your children, your partners that you're, you're dating, like make sure that everybody is in a calendar and it's all working for you. I also want you to decide how much capacity do you have for each partner that you're involved in. Now, in our open relationship space, partner can mean a lot of things. It can mean polyamorous people that we actually have reoccurring relationships with. That's me. Scott and I have two girlfriends. They are absolutely important in our lives. After our children, they are the next things important. And we make sure that they're on our calendars. Um, you might also have an occasional fuck buddy, fuck buddy, a friends with benefits. Um, is this someone that you want to see once a month, twice a month, once a quarter, twice a year? Put them on your calendar. We also have comet partners. A comet partner is somebody that comes around your world a couple times a year, maybe. One time, two time, when you go on that special work trip to New York every September and you meet up with them, that's a comment partner. You can also go ahead and put that on your calendar. Figure out the most important humans in your life, and that's who we're going to calendar. 
Then I want you to plan two to three months out. So right now we just hit February. If you already have your February already full, it's okay. March should be pretty available. Unless you have kids, then you have a week of spring break, but you have three weeks to deal with. You have March, you have April, you have May. Then it's summertime and kids will be out of school. So again, if you're listening to this and you don't have kids, just disregard the kid part. But for most of my followers, we're family people and they have kids. So you're going to look at the next 60 to 90 days and you're going to plan out all of this intentional intimacy and an intentional time with your partner. So I created a tiny little calendar. I'm going to show you guys, whoever's watching this, what mine looks like. Cause I'm super visual. Please excuse the crinkling of my paper. Cause I didn't actually think about this before I started saying, I'm going to share my calendar with you. <laughs> so this is what it looks like. I literally wrote down. Can you see? Doo -doo. I wrote down one, two, three, four on the left-hand side of the page for four weeks in a month. And then right above it, I wrote Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I realized as I was looking at this tiny piece of paper that's going to signify all of my next month, that if I take Saturdays, I have four Saturdays, and if I take my intentional intimacy episode that I created with Charlie, that I want you to listen to after this, um, just go down to the, the link in the show notes below to get that. She says, schedule four things every month with your primary partner. So here's what I've got on every Saturday of the month. There is something for me and Scott. I chose Saturday because I don't know about you guys, but Friday I'm freaking exhausted. My kids are exhausted. I have no mental capacity left for anything. And Sunday I'm preparing for Monday and it's a school night. So Saturday gives me hours. Even if I have kids, I can be done after dinner and then be like, Scott and I are going to be in the bedroom for a while. We're going to go watch a movie or chat or whatever it is we tell them. So the first one I have scheduled on the first week on a Saturday is cock worship night. This is Scott's night. It doesn't have to be cock worship. It can be snuggle on the sofa and pet me and touch me for an hour, which is what Scott usually prefers. Um, cock worship is just the night for your man or your partner. If you want to fill in a different word that they get to choose whatever kind of close, intimate, physical activity lights their heart up. And you, if you're like me, so let's just say wives, cause that's easiest wives, women, um, we get to honor whatever our husband wants us to do. It might be if he's really outgoing and athletic, it might be, he's like, I really want to do top golf with you on my cock worship night. And I want you to come play with me. Gotta go do it. Okay. The second Saturday I have regular date night. Y'all, this is vanilla shit. This is, this is dinner in a movie. This is go to the local art museum, go to a concert. This is vanilla shit. This is, you know, this is just fun date stuff to do with your partner. On the third Saturday, I have pussy worship. And if you've listened to me for five seconds, you guys know I'm a very high sexual and mama chooses pussy worship every time. I want hours of Scott playing with me. That is like my favorite night of the entire month. And then the fourth Saturday, I have sexploration. You might be like, Jen, what is this exploration night? Well, let me tell you, that is fun, 
And it is learning something new in your bedroom. That could be a million things. Let me give you ideas. I've hired a dominatrix to come over to the house to show us what it's like to be a dominatrix. Words to use, positions to put them in. You can find a dominatrix in your local FET group. Um, if you're on FET Life, it's a super easy thing to find. Um, or if you're in a swinger or polyamorous group, chances are high someone in there is pretty dommy and they can come and show you the ropes. I have hired somebody to teach us shibari and come over to the house for that. I hired somebody else to come over and teach us how to do hot wax. And y'all you know, by hired, I mean one to $200. Like I'm not spending thousands. I'm whatever I would pay to normally go out and do things is what I pay somebody to come over and teach us. Um, I have done an art experience with, um, a DJ and black lights where we went out to an event and I brought a whole charcuterie board and wine. That was really fun. And it was like a hundred bucks or less. Um, that's not necessarily sexploration though, is it? That would be up on my vanilla one. Okay. Other sexploration ideas. So if you like art and you like this um, particular idea, I think there's a place called, I think it's called Sex is Art or Art is Sex or something like that. I'll link it in the notes below because I did link it in my sex exploration episode where Charlie mentions a bunch of different ideas. But this one is you paint each other's bodies and there's a canvas and you like roll around on the canvas or you paint different body parts on the canvas and it's like the sexy art thing that you do in your home. That's super fun. Um, you could get some of those like adult games and the two of you do sexy adult games together. Sexploration could be, um, I'm thinking just between the two of you, but maybe it's another dynamic where if you've never had a three-way, you find someone to come in and have a three-way for the first time. Um, maybe it's a new move. You get a Kama Sutra book or something and you like learn a new move to try on each other. Um, if you don't normally do massage nights, get some massage oil and get some hot stones and like learn how to massage each other. Last Valentine's day, I took a hot stone massage class from my local massage place and it changed our lives. We use massage all the time now. Okay. Those are my four nights that I do with my partner, Scott, so that I know that I'm taking care of our relationship and our sex life, our physical body needs. I can check that off the list. Now, what I've marked on Tuesday is time with my partners. And some things that have come up for us in our relationships are we have started dating our partners one-on-one. -on -one. So I've told you multiple times, we only date women and we only date them together. Well, we do. And we've changed our dynamic a little because it needed to be adjusted. And I wanted one-on-one -on -one time with the girls. And he also wanted one-on-one -on -one time with the girls. And they want one-on-one -on -one time with each of us. So for each one of our girlfriends, we have one night with me and her, one night with Scott and her, and a triad night. And then the same with our second girlfriend. So on my calendar, all I have to be worried about is girlfriend number one with me, girlfriend number two with me, and then two threesome nights with Scott, which is a total of four. So if you're in relationship like me and you have a throuble, there you go. Every one of your... Tuesday, I just put it on Tuesday night because that looked easy. All of the my Tuesday nights are now booked with girlfriend activity. That still leaves me Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday to do whatever the hell I want. 
have five more days to join a book club or go to yoga or whatever it is that I want to do. So now I'm going to wrap this up. We originally opened this podcast talking about taking a break in an open relationship. And I led you through why you might need a break, what a break looks like, and then tips for creating a new dynamic so you don't need so many breaks. Breaks are okay. Breaks are healthy. In fact, you might even want to schedule a break with your non-primary partner and or primary partner once a year because absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I told you at the end of this episode how to schedule an entire month's worth of intentional intimacy and connection time with your primary partners and then any other partners that you have. Now, look, if you have outside of, you know, two other outside partners outside of your primary, I don't know how to help you. I guess you take some of the other five days and you plop them in there. But when you look at a calendar and you still have five days a week, that's 20 days a month that's time for you. Then you get to get in there and get really intentional with, okay, what feeds me? What feeds Jen? You know what feeds Jen? Twice a month yoga. Every other Monday I do yoga and margarita night with my girls, my girlfriends, not dating girlfriends, my friend girlfriends, and sometimes our dating girlfriends come. That fills me the fuck up. Other things that that fill me up is having one-on-one friend time when I want. And so I might schedule that in. Um, I might, you know, schedule a night to go get my nails done or to spend time with my kids. One of the things that's really important to my children is um, eating out as a family at some specific restaurants that we all really love as a family. And so I make sure when I have them, because I share custody with their dad, I make sure to be really intentional that the nights I have them, at least one of those nights we cross off their favorite restaurant. Okay, guys, I hope this was helpful for you. I would love to hear feedback. I don't hear from any of you most of the time. And I want to know, did you like this episode? Was it helpful? Did you learn something? Do you, do you want to share this with a friend? Please do. It really helps. And if you haven't already done a review or even a, uh, done a review or rated it, I would really appreciate it. And then lastly, I talked a little bit today about coaching with Jen. That's me and what that means. I'm going to have a link in the bio below in case something spurred for you, something happened during this episode where you thought, I would like that. I would like to have a coach in my corner that helped me create a dynamic that worked for my partner. I'm your girl. Super affordable coaching with Jen. It's at the end of this podcast. Guys, I love you. I love having this podcast every week. If you want to hear something specific, let me know. If not, have an amazing day and I'll see you in a few days. Bye. Hey there. Did you know that I do online coaching Yes, I do online coaching in the sex and relationship space. Some of the topics that are near and dear to my heart are open relationships. So that includes polyamory, swinging, or what we call the lifestyle. I also love conversations around online dating. We're talking Bumble, Tinder, Field, and more. And then the last thing that's really passionate and close to my heart is conscious uncoupling. That means we get to break up with people with love and respect, with dignity and hope. Um, 
we get to create a life for our children that gets to be a little bit different. We can do things better than we have in the past. So if any of these topics sound interesting to you and you'd love to get some coaching from me, check out the link in the show notes or the link in my bio for more information on coaching with Jen.